Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today is Tuesday, October the 5th. This is episode number 119. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Hey, Rod. Uh, Well, as you know, it's a kind of a crazy week. Yeah. We We have a wedding coming up on Saturday and lots going on, but um, this is a nice, nice little break, uh, nice getaway to, to talk about some Browns. Yeah. I appreciate you finding the time to still squeeze the podcast on. So oh, yeah, I know you got, yeah. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. So <laughs> <laughs> seeing the pictures, I know what's going on in your yard and everything. So, right. so yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, joining us tonight, uh, first appearance on the podcast is, is Dan Gorman. Um, you can find Dan on Twitter at gdanartist, and Dan is a uh, a comic um, a comic artist, a cartoonist. Um, he is also a podcast pioneer, which we'll get into briefly. <laughs> and he's also a birthday boy. Dan, it's your birthday today. It is today is my birthday. Yeah, for forty six years. Yep. Nice. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. I appreciate it. I wasn't expecting that. I was looking at your 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 uh, you know at your profile, writing your your uh, Twitter handle down and stuff, and I saw the balloons pop up, and I thought, well, yeah, I guess you said you were open tonight, so hopefully the celebration, maybe the celebration's tomorrow when you said you you were not available. <laughs> well, actually, it was yesterday. My my wife works the rest of the week, so we celebrated yesterday. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, let's uh. Let's talk a little bit about um, about the podcast you did because you say you did a podcast a while back and you know I, I started doing podcasts I don't even know it's maybe it's been four or five years now you know and I I honestly kind of felt a little bit like a pioneer back then because there weren't that many Browns podcasts and now there are, there are a bunch of them but yeah you were doing one when did you say early two thousands. Yeah, right around uh, 2004, 2005. It's right, right around then. Um, yeah, it was it was called Booyah Radio, <laughs> and we talked about uh, Cleveland sports, primarily the Browns. My my co-host uh, Bill Bronlick and myself, and, and Bill and I were you know had gone to high school together, and we were both diehard Cleveland sports fans. And we thought, hey, you know, let's let's try this. And uh, podcasts were kind of you know in their infancy, I think, right? You know. Yeah, in that in that period, and yeah, we were on iTunes and everything, and it was it was uh, it was a thing. We had some uh, at the time. We had some Cleveland Browns um, scouts that would call, that would email us information, and uh, uh, we knew about Braylon Edwards when he was returning before anybody else did, but we weren't allowed to say anything. So, uh-huh. so and, and we even got um, press passes at the World Series of Golf when it was still at Firestone Country Club. We were uh, we were in the media room with you know it was like CBS Radio, Booyah Radio, and we were like, why are we here? You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> right? What's a podcast? We don't right. even, people so, didn't even know what it was. I'm guessing I'm guessing you had a MySpace page back then that you used uh, <laughs> to promote this, right? No, we had our own website. It was BooyahRadio.com. I had built our own website, and that's. We promoted through iTunes and on our own website, and um, yeah, it was it was a whole thing. Now, do you still have the AOL email address that was linked to that? 
no, I, I do not. I do not have that. And I do believe it probably was AOL. Yeah, you're probably right. And if you if you would have just kept that going, I mean, you guys maybe you could have even bought MySpace at some point in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Like at the time, you know, we were like one of the. There were only that I knew of only about three podcasts that actually talked Browns, and uh, one of them was actually from Georgia, and they used to um, send us. We would share information, and they would listen to us. We'd listen to them, and you know, um, it was yeah, it was a whole thing. Well, that's really cool. Yeah, it, that, that's good stuff. So um, th- that tells us a, a little bit about the podcast. And this, since this is your first time here, we always have uh, first timers on the podcast talk about their Browns journey and just how you became a Browns fan, and then you know anything unique or you know anything yeah. that you want to talk about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor back, and um, I'll I'll let you talk about that for a few minutes. Sure. So, so, you know, I was born and raised uh, into Cleveland sports. It was really my mom who was, who was the diehard Cleveland sports fan in the family. Although my dad was a, was a Browns fan, but she loved all three teams, the Cavs, the Browns and the, and the Indians. And, uh, I was, I was born into it. Um, I was, I was a little too young during the Sype era. I was kind of forced to watch Browns football at that point. But I chose to be a Browns fan uh, in 1985 when uh, Kozar's rookie year. My mom was very excited about it, and I thought this was a great opportunity for me. To, this was this was my quarterback. Sipe was kind of my dad's quarterback, but this was my quarterback, and so I kind of fell in love with the with the Browns, you know, in '85. And uh, it's just been you know diehard Browns, you know, worship ever ever since. And I've suffered through you know, everything that everybody else did. We, we, we cried, you know, when the team left in, in 95 and, um, I've, you know, swore off football for a couple of years, um, you know, while, while we didn't have a team and then, um, uh, yeah. And then just, just got back, you know, picked up right back where we left off and, and the Browns, we used to have Browns parties at my parents' house and those picked right back up. And, um, you know, now I kind of have my own ritual on Sunday. I make a I make a breakfast on Sunday, which I call my Browns breakfast, and my dogs love it. And uh, uh, you know, I just it's all about it's all about the Browns here at my house, and uh, we just love the team. You know, I've always loved the team. That's great. I mean, that, that's what it's all about. You know, I yeah. Mean, that's why that's why you that's why you started your podcast way back when. That that's why we do this podcast and. Yeah. You know, people just love talking Browns and, and following the team. So, yeah. So, uh, and as, as, an, as an artist, I'm, I'm actually licensed. I, I do, um, I'm licensed to work on Major League Baseball for Tops, and I do some artwork for their trading card sets. But I, I did work for Leaf for a while, and I got to work on the NFL license at Leaf. Um, and I did get to draw, you know, some Browns players. Whenever they let me, you know, go off script and pick my own players. Um, I would always pick, uh, you know, Jim Brown or Joe DeLamo here, you know, or somebody that was in their archive of, of available players to draw. And, um, I drew as many Browns players as I possibly could for, for Leaf uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I forgot about that, seeing that on your, uh, on your Twitter page. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm a pretty, pretty big, uh, sports card collector. So, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that you, that you do that. So, cool. So, yeah. That's cool yeah, stuff. That might be the understatement of the evening, Rod. <laughs> I'm pretty well. Yeah, you're, I've you're got a pretty uh, big sports collector. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I've got kind of a room full of cards. So yeah, pretty right. much full. Yeah. So 
anyways, um, <laughs> that's a whole other topic that we could talk about for, or I could talk about for a long time. But anyways, sure. let's, let's move on to, uh, let's move on to some Browns football. Browns, uh, Browns sure. played the Vikings in, in the, the first game of what I talked about last week is this three-game stretch, Vikings, Chargers, Cardinals. You know, Kevin Stefanski's taking this one game at a time, but, you know, we talked a little bit about this being a, you know, a tough three-game stretch against these three teams that look pretty darn good. And Browns, Browns came out with a win, you know, three, so they're three and one. Um, I think the game went a little bit differently from what most people expected score-wise, you know, with it only with it only being uh, 14 to seven and, you know, and, the, and uh, just how much of a defensive game it was. Right. But right. the Browns got a win. So um, I'm going to go to each of you guys just for some, just for some general takeaways, first of all, in the game. And Jeff, you've been kind of quiet anyway. So um, right, <laughs> rightfully so. Um, I'm going to let you go first on this. Just, you know, just some general takeaways from the, from the uh, game on Sunday. It was sort of crazy the way the game started um, with two really, really long sustained drives. And I think I texted you uh, that, you know, this was looking like a four possession game at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the Browns for the Browns to, to go for it on fourth down and not come away with any points. Um was a little bit scary at that point thinking, geez, you know, we may not have many scoring opportunities in this game. And then they got into the second quarter and it was just really strange how things changed. You know, there were four, you know, uh, possessions in the, in the second quarter that were like under like two minutes or less, you know, between the Browns and the Vikings. So it was almost like two different games in the first and second quarter, which I thought was really, really odd. Um, but you know, the Browns defense, I think proved that the, the game against Chicago was no fluke and you know, that, that it had less to do with how poorly Chicago played than, than how dominant the Browns defense can be, um, for them to shut down the number three offense in the league, um, after, you know, that initial drive was really impressive. Um, you know, thank goodness that we had a great showing again by our defense because our offense was putrid. <laughs> we managed to score 14 points, but it was awful. And it was really hard to watch our offense in this game. It, but, it was, yeah. But we came away with a win, and that's really all that matters. Um, and, you know, you hope that that's, a, that's so, sort of a, a, a one-off thing um, that, you know, we're not going to see again going forward from the offense. Um, been a you know a lot of talk about Baker this week. Um, I just think he had one of those weird games. You know, we we see him have bad quarters, we see him have bad halves. Um, it was just one of those weird games for him. And you know, we can talk about why, but the bottom line is is there's every bit as good a chance that he's going to come out and play great next week as there is that he's going to repeat that type of a performance at any point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you just uh, you move onward and upward and take the win, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Dan, what, what's, yeah. uh, what would you like to add or, or what were some takeaways you had from the from the game? Well, I think, uh, you know, my observation was this was by far Baker's probably worst game 
as a Cleveland Brown uh, that I remember watching. But, you know, social media and uh, everyone is reacting as if they have never gone to their job and had a bad day. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 you know who else had a bad who had a bad day uh, on Sunday? Tom Tom Brady didn't have a great game either. And you know who else had didn't have a great? Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game either. All right, but all three of those quarterbacks won their game. And I and we're acting like we have we haven't watched twenty five years of god awful horrific quarterback play. All right, and and now we yeah. have Baker, who at the very least on Sunday may not have been on. He, he missed several throws. We, we probably should have won 28 to 7, but he didn't throw any interceptions. And he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't lose us the game. So instead of right. talking about what we should be talking about, which is an incredible defensive effort for two weeks in a row, the fact that uh, – our running game controlled much of all the offensive production that we did actually have. Instead, we're talking about Baker Mayfield as if he is the end-all, be-all of Cleveland Browns football. And it's a it's a, a team game, and you win as a team and you lose as a team. And you don't <laughs> you, you can't put it all on one guy. And I t- the only thing the only reservation I have about this week coming up against the Chargers. And I, I'm not going to say that Baker's going to have a bad game, but his opportunities to prove himself in this game may be limited because the Chargers have the 29th-ranked run defense in the league. So my guess is the game plan is going to be run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So as long as Baker doesn't throw any, any doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Browns are going to be just fine. And you know what? That's fine with me. I don't, I don't think Baker's going to care either. If you know what his numbers are, if the Browns walk away with a win you exactly. know, next week. So, exactly. uh, yeah, I mean, I just I'm going to go back to that uh, back to the beginning of the game and just how odd that that the beginning was with the Browns going for it on fourth down, you know, in that first drive, not making it, you know, and not only not making it, but taking a sack. Uh, because they took sacks on fourth down, and, and how many times in that Bears game? Twice, or was it more than that, Jeff? Do you, do you guys remember? It, it, too many. I don't remember what the number was, but yeah. I, yeah, because I'm looking at this. I'm like, what is it with fourth down and taking sacks? I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, you got to at least make an effort at it. You know, you got – it's a fourth and a short distance. You have to be getting the ball and and, and – you know, tossing it to somebody really quick. You shouldn't be back there looking for somebody on a fourth and um, I don't even know what the what the uh, distance was in, on that uh, first fourth down, but it wasn't very long, I don't believe. I think it was fourth and four. Yeah, yeah. So, so man, you should have somebody going out on a slant or something to where it's a, right. you know, where it's it's hike and get rid of the ball. I mean, I. To take it to take a sack on a fourth down passing play three plays in a row like that, I'm just thinking, how is this happening? Well, the one and, the one thing that Baker is not wasn't doing for two weeks, up until about the third or the fourth drive of the Vikings game, was he wasn't stepping up into the pocket. If you watch what he was doing, he was he he kept retreating, and he would mm-hmm. retreat right into the pressure. Yeah, he wasn't stepping into the pocket, and after about the third or third or fourth drive he started stepping into the pocket 
And I, I'm hoping that that, that continues. And, and yes. that's, yeah, that's something we've seen in the past, I think, you know, where, where he tends to bail early. And I think it's just confidence in his protection, you know, where, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the past, we've seen him roll out in those situations just too early, not trust his protection, not give, you know, um, the play time to develop. Um, I, I don't know, you know, if it's if it's part of the injury uh, that he's dealing with, if it's, you know, the Wills issue that, you know, um, he's not 100% on the, at the left tackle. Conklin's struggling a little bit on the right side as well. Yeah. I just don't think they've really gotten that, that you know, effort together um, to, to feel comfortable in the pocket at times. And, you yeah. know, any quarterback that gets put under that kind of pressure is going to, you know, get a little bit of happy feet. Um, and then, you, you know, you start seeing those balls get launched, you know, which he's been doing for a couple of weeks now, you know, just overthrowing guys. I mean, he missed Odell again this week on one that should have been a touchdown, you know, just because he wasn't settled in and, you know, that's what teams look to do. That's what defenses look to do. Disrupt the pocket, force a guy to make a quick decision, throw off balance, you know, Baker's just not the kind of quarterback that's, that's going to, you know, excel in those kind of situations on a regular basis. He will sometimes, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. So you well, there's only give, one Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you got to give him time. He's got to feel comfortable with the play, with the protection. Um, and he's got to have the time to execute. And I just don't think that's been there, you know, the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And you know, the, I'm going to go to the, what I was leading to that fourth down was the, was the second fourth down, which is near the end of the half. There's like what, two minutes, two minutes left or so. Um, not, you know, not right around there, two minutes left in that area. And the Browns are there and they're getting ready to go for it on fourth down. And we're all, everybody, you know, I was out watching this game and everybody's like, take the points, take the points, take the points. And the Browns go for it. And, and they get the, I believe it was a pass interference call or holding or something to where, and, and yeah. I just, I yell out, what a great decision that was to go for it on fourth down. <laughs> everybody starts <laughs> laughing. Yeah. That, that decision to go for it on fourth down and getting that penalty was really the turning point of the game because they, they get the six points and then there's the penalty on the extra point. They end up getting the two and then they get the stop and they end up getting the field goal and they end up, you know, whereas if they don't make that fourth down, who knows, who knows if they get any of those points and they end up scoring 11 points there. And it was, it just seemed like a different game from then on. And I know there were big plays in the second half, you know, there was Greedy's pick and, and everything else. And, you know, and the defensive line played great and put pressure, you know, um, on cousins throughout the game. But that little swing right there is really, I mean, it's obvious it's in the, you know, where they got all their points, but, um, you know, that that's kind of what decided the game right there. And it was, it was pretty much that one penalty probably. Yeah, that was that was kind of critical. I, I also thought the the play by Kareem Hunt um, on third and twenty was pretty big, um, where he, I think he he ran to the right side 
for like 30 yards. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I mean, you know, third and 20 and, you know, you're looking at punting and he ends up getting the first down on, you know, on that run and they end up kicking the field goal. Um, and those proved to be the points that were the difference in the game. Yeah, that was probably the, the biggest offensive play of the game. Um, yeah, you know, there, there were some issues with officiating, I thought, on both sides. Um, you know, it's, it's never perfect. There were, I, 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 I saw was some, horrible. I thought it I was horrible. Some, I saw some things from um, Minnesota, um, you know, write-up articles from Minnesota papers where they were complaining about the officiating, too. Which, you know, if both teams were complaining about the officiating, it means one of two things. It means the officials really, really stunk and <laughs> were terrible at their job. <laughs> or that, you know, they kind of screwed both teams, and that's kind of how it should be. I guess you can ask Joey Bosa, you know, what he thought about the officiating. Right. <laughs> he wasn't happy. I mean, you know, Odell got tackled on that that one play, and they didn't call pass interference on it. I think that's where it started for me when he got tackled and they didn't call pass interference uh, but I mean, there were other calls that didn't go the Browns' way. But the the Vikings uh, thought that uh, there was pass interference against Thielen on the last play of the game, too. Which mm-hmm. I never even saw anything about that. But no, um, no. you know, I mean, if if you're, you know, if, if your hopes for winning the game are, are, you know, hoping to get that pass interference call on the, right. you know, on the Hail Mary at the end with right, no time right. left, then I, I don't yeah. feel real sorry for you. So, no. um, you know, you got to do it before that. So <laughs> I still don't understand why they didn't call intentional grounding on, uh, on the Vikings quarterback when he, when we had him in the grasp, basically sacking him and he threw that that little dunk right in the middle of the field. To oh, yeah. Nobody. Right. It should have been grounding. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, that's intentional yeah. grounding. Yeah. I was screaming about that one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it went both ways, but I mean, I'm not impartial guys. So I felt like the Browns got the short end of the stick on the officiating, but you know, um, yeah. I think at least, I think they did early. Maybe the Vikings got, you know, the, the worst part of it later. I don't know, but uh, I just I thought the officials missed a lot of stuff in that game. Well, that, should... that pass in, that pass interference call, you know, near the end that should have been um, who was it to pick the ball off? Um, Greedy. Yeah. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, that should have been his what his second interception, his first of the day, and his, his second overall. Um, yeah, that was unbelievable. So, so. yeah. What was funny yeah. about that was I I was in the process of texting to you, Rod, that you know. This would be a good time for a pick. I hit send, and um, Cousins lets the ball go. <laughs> Greedy comes down with it. I'm like, wow. Ball on his pick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd have said that sooner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call your but, shots a little earlier, Jeff. I mean, Let's Cousins, Cousins had – he hadn't been intercepted in, what, 200 attempts or something? I, I don't. Oh, yeah, it was over, over 200 attempts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that yeah, was I mean, kind of big too. Even though we didn't turn it really turn it into points, that was kind of a, a big deal as well. Yeah, and I, I know Cousins has a longer track record, but Cousins was was twenty of thirty eight for two of three, one touchdown and one pick. You right. know, not not very good numbers either. Um, no. You know, which which 
we're going to credit the Browns defense. You know, and I'm sure that people in uh, Minnesota are probably complaining about Cousins. You know, that he didn't play good, right? Or you think not? Maybe they're, well, you think they're giving the Browns defense credit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Browns defense is a little, little better than the Vikings defense, but. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. No, your, your yeah. point is your point is taken. Yeah. And the Browns, uh, Browns defense. Um, yeah. You know what? Let me just go forward here because I looked up where the Browns defense ranks and a few things here. Um, well, actually, just the Browns. The Browns are uh, defense is second in yards allowed per game, fourth in points per game, and they're they're number three in rushing yards per game and number three in passing yards per game. It's pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah, I saw. I I just saw a post that they were second. They're now after four weeks ranked second overall, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and. On the on the offensive side, where everybody's very worried after this last game, um, the offense Browns are are twelfth in points per game. Uh, obviously, they 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 are number one in rushing yards per game. They're twenty six in passing yards per game, and and they're number twelve in yards per game. Yeah, they haven't played a complete offensive game yet. Uh, it's coming. I think they're going to be okay, but um, yeah, they haven't put it all together yet. Yeah, but um, you know, I, I think with uh, you know, I, I think with what we've seen, um, I, I think you'd be pretty happy with uh, you know the fact that if the offense hasn't picked it up, the defense has, and you know, and they've they've done a they've done a pretty good job. Obviously, the running game, um, the running game was pretty key. Even though you know it's it's not like uh, Chubb and Hunt scored a ton of touchdowns or anything, but Nick Chubb got a hundred yards. That's the first time he's hit a hundred uh, this season, and Kareem Hunt was was Kareem Hunt again. Um, kind of good to see Higgins out there making four catches because Browns really need somebody to step up a little bit. So um, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> None wanna... of those were really contested, by the way. It was pretty well wide open every time, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and OBJ only had two catches. I don't know how many targets he had. I didn't look at that, but, um, yeah, two catches. I want to go to you guys on this because this was pretty funny that, that Miles, Miles Garrett goes sleeveless. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. I heard that today. And he gets notified that he's had yeah. a random drug test. I guess probably happened. Probably happened yesterday. I guess. Right. Um, this, obviously, he's not concerned about it. Um, but yeah, I guess when you look like that, um, you know, <laughs> it's certainly not a random test. But uh, well, you know what yeah. they if they watched the draft here in Cleveland, um, you know that that tailored suit that he was wearing. Um, looked like it was about to burst. You know, he was probably <laughs> probably about ten pounds over its maximum air pressure. Yeah, um, he looks gigantic. In I mean, he's, yeah, the guy is just swollen, and, and and it's not anything new. You know, but he 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 must have had a particularly good off season in the weight room. Yeah, I yeah, think I, yeah. I think he had yeah probably the best the best off season 
program probably of his career. I mean, if you if you <laughs> see the way that he's the way that he's manhandling you know offensive linemen on a regular basis, it's it's unbelievable. Right, and Minnesota made the mistake of trying to block him with a tight end, um, which I, I I can't see anybody else in the league doing that again this year. Right, right. But yeah. I mean, you, but yeah. you gotta. I mean, you you gotta chip him or something, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta try, which should free up, you know, all all four of our, uh, you know, all of our defensive linemen are playing at, at a really high level right now. Well, they're they're yeah. penetrating extremely well. Um, yeah. What what I'm seeing though is there are times where they're losing contain, and it, depending on who the quarterback is. Um, giving them lanes to escape, and I think that's just, just a matter of these guys playing together and figuring out how to how to avoid that. Um, I think they did a particularly good job against Justin Fields, um, and you saw a lot more of that against Cousins. So if they can continue that, um, gosh, they're, they're going to put up some crazy numbers, uh, you know, pressures and sack wise this year because those guys are all capable of knocking people off their feet right yeah the browns are uh i i saw different stats a couple different places so i, I think they're, they're either tied for uh they're either tied for first or second in sacks per game on a team basis with their 14 sacks so i'm not sure if the bears have one more than them or not i saw saw two different numbers you know you look at different sites you get different results so <laughs> Anyways, they're they're right up there, and Miles has six of those. So uh, hopefully he can keep it going, and you know, and hopefully uh, you know get guys like like Tack who had a sack on uh, Sunday, and you know, and uh, Clowney who who had uh, he had several pressures. Um, you know, these guys just keep playing well, and it, it's going to continue to help the rest of the defense. So definitely, uh, definitely a great day for the defense. Um, yep, two weeks in a row. So I'm I'm hoping that hoping they can bring that heat, uh, you know, against uh, Herbert. Well, do. yeah, you, you know, yeah. you've got to believe that it's not, you know, it's not an anomaly that that you know they did it against the Bears. You know, to do it against a good offense like the Vikings, um, they should be able to do that against everybody. Yeah. So so here's what we have. You know, the, the Browns have done this two weeks in a row, like you guys said. Um, Bears and then Vikings. Last week, we were talking, you know, a little bit of concern about playing the Vikings and how good their offense was. Um, Browns go, go in there and Vikings score seven points. And now the Browns are going to, you know, going to L.A. to play the Chargers. And I think people are going to feel a lot, you know, a lot the same way. And, um, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, people... I, I watched the game last night. I don't know if you guys did or not. You know, Chargers, yeah. Raiders. And um, yeah. it, the Raiders' defense is not the Browns' defense. Um, but the Chargers look pretty good, you know. Um, of course, that was a low-scoring game for the first, uh, mm, I think, what, end of the second quarter? Right. It was 7 nothing or something like that. You know, they were just trading punts out there. Yeah. You know, neither one of them could get anything going. So I'm, I'm watching this. I'm thinking, well, we're supposed to be – scared of playing these guys you know and they can't do much you know 
Um, Browns, Browns defense is going to be better than the Raiders, right? So, but then, you know, but then the Chargers got it going. So now people are going to be concerned that, oh, well, Chargers got this great offense and, and the Browns, you know, Baker, we got a problem with Baker. You know, it's going to be a tough game. Are you really scared of this, scared of these guys. And there's no reason to think that this will be an easy game. You know, I look at this game a lot like the Vikings, but, but the, uh, you know, the Chargers, I just I just went through and looked at their you know the scores of their games and you know they beat Washington twenty to sixteen they they um, lost to the Cowboys twenty to seventeen um, they had the impressive win over the Chiefs but you know Chiefs have lost a few games now um, thirty to twenty four and then they won last night twenty eight fourteen you know over the Raiders so the the average score of a Chiefs game is. 24 to 19. The average score for a Browns game is 25 to 17. Just to give you guys numbers, I know we played different teams, but you know, really not that much different. Both played the, you know, both played the Chiefs, and you know, the other teams are debatable. Um, you know, how you, how you see them. But um, I, I guess what I'm getting to is, do you guys really see the the Chargers as that much different from from playing the Vikings. Um, you know, good offense. Uh, the defense, you know, the defense is probably going to get after uh, Baker a little bit more up front. You know, they got Bosa and the boys up front are, are probably going to put more pressure on them. You know, they're, they're better, but I don't know how much better the Chargers defense is overall than the Vikings. Um, you know, it, it's better, but is it that much better? And is their offense really, you know, as good or better than than the Vikings? I mean, Herbert's numbers, um, you know, he's he's got nine touchdowns, three picks. That's that's not as good as eight and zero coming in. His QBR is not as good as what uh, as what um, Cousins was coming into the game. So, um, tell you what, Dan, I'll, I'll let you take that first. Wait, how do you see this Chargers game compared to going into the Vikings game? Well. Um... I wasn't that worried about the Vikings. I, I'm not really scared of any team in the NFL right now. So I'm not, I don't go into the Browns games like I used to, where, you know, I was, you know, sweating through the entire thing, wondering how we we're going to lose it. You know, now <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at, you know, who is going to make the play to win it. And I think that's a great difference now. But yeah. when you compare the Vikings to the Chargers, um, the, the, Herbert, Herbert, I think, is a little more of a of a wild card because we've watched Cousins for a really long time, and I think we kind of know. I think we knew who Cousins was, and we kind of proved it. Herbert's a little bit different. Herbert, I think, has a little bit more of a of an ability to make plays when there aren't plays there to be made. Mm-hmm. And I also worry a little bit about the defensive pressure that the Chargers are going to be able to get on us, particularly off. Baker's left side with, you know, the issues that we're having at left tackle. So I think the Browns running game is going to be a huge thing in this game. It's going to be important that we run the ball a lot. I think to control the clock, keep Herbert off the field. And, but I think our defense is going to show San Diego some, or uh, show, are they still, are they LA now? They're LA. Yeah. LA. Yeah. Show LA. San Diego quite often. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, So, well, last time I did a podcast, they were San Diego. So, yeah. So, so, uh, 
it's a show in LA, uh, something that they haven't seen, you know, yet. And that's a dominating uh, defensive force. And I think, uh, I think the Browns are going to be fine. Um, I, I worry a little bit about West Coast games because historically, I mean, even going back into the 80s, going back to the 80s, the Browns never play well when they go out on the West Coast. And they yeah. always seem to have issues during four o'clock games. And I don't know why that is. Uh, but the, I'm more worried about where we're playing and the time we're playing than I am about who we're playing. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree yeah. with that at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. So how, how do you see it, Jeff? How do you see the difference between the teams and, you know, kind of, um, you know, what the Browns are facing? Same way. It's it's traveling to the West Coast. It's playing a late day game. Um, you know, if I was starting an NFL franchise tomorrow and you said I could take any young quarterback as my cornerstone, um, I think I'm taking Justin Herbert um, over Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's probably close, real close, but I think Justin Herbert's going to be a great NFL quarterback for a long time. And you saw last night, you know, a, some glimpses of that. He's just such a smart guy. Um, I think, you know, if, if we can get some pressure on him, we can we can hold them to those those 20-ish points that you were talking about. Um, that gives us a chance to win. But, man, it, our offense has, has got to execute against a really – really strong defensive line and a team that's going to bring tons of pressure on Baker. So um, this is probably one of the four or five toughest games on our schedule this year. Um, Might even be one of the top three toughest games on our schedule this year. We've got, you know, we've got the Packers on Christmas day um, Mm -hmm. in Green Bay, which is going to be tough. Um, you know, we we played Kansas City in Kansas City on opening day, which, you know, nobody really knew what was going to happen. Uh, right. You know, going out to the West Coast early in the season with, you know, some things still kind of up in the air with the offense and, and you know, Baker coming off a really tough game. Um, man, this one's going to be hard. You know, if, if we can put it together for this one, um, you know, and, and figure out the Cardinals next week, then we're in great shape to put out, you know, put together a, a, a long run of wins. Um, but, you know, this, this one's going to be a tough one. No, I, I agree with you. It, it will be. Uh, I, th- I think the thing to look to is just how last night's game started. And, you know, the fact that the Raiders defense was able to kind of hold these guys in check for a while. And, you know, I think the Browns will learn some things from that. And I, the way the way the Chargers run their offense is kind of unique. Um, I mean, I, I don't talk a lot of fantasy on the show, but I, you know, I have Austin Eckler on a few of my fantasy teams, guys, and and I'm I'm watching the game last night, and you know, and I want him to score some points for me so I can win, you know, so I can win some matches that I'm in, okay? And and they're rotating him out after every play with with two other running backs. I'm like, what are they doing? So Eckel runs for eight yards, and then you bring in, and I don't know, remember they they have what's I think their second guy's name is Jackson. Then they got uh, Roundtree, and then they bring in Jackson. They hand it to him, and he gets he gets nothing. 
Then they bring in Roundtree. He gets nothing. Then they bring in Eckler again, and he gets eight yards. And then they take him back out. I'm like, what are you guys doing? It's just, you know, and Eckler ended up with a nice stat line and everything. But it was just, it's very confusing for me to watch why you rotate guys that much and that often when one guy is so much, you know, so clearly better than the other guys, you know, um, you know, maybe they're just trying to control the snaps that Eckler's getting so he doesn't get worn down because he's not, you know, I mean, he's not a really big guy, but um, he's actually a pretty small guy, but, um, you know, maybe that's the reasoning. So, and yeah, there again, I'm not an NFL coach, so it's not like I know better than <laughs> their guy who won a game convincingly last night, but um, it just seemed kind of unusual. And, um, you know, the, the other thing is they, they've got the two really big wide receivers, um, right. you know, Mike exactly. Williams and Keenan Allen. That's going to be interesting to see how the Browns, you know, how they can do um, against those against those guys. Because like you said, Herbert's Herbert's a good young player. Um, you know, it's interesting to me that, that um, the Browns added a guy to the practice squad this week who's like 6'5", wide receiver. I don't have his name on tip of my tongue, but – um, you know, it makes you wonder, did they bring that guy in, you know, just to kind of scout for these big wideouts that the chargers have? Cause our guys are, yeah. our, our corners are going to be challenged to meet up, you know, with those big guys. Yeah. Uh, that's, are... that's the one thing I took away from the game last night was, was, you know, um, that that's going to be tough. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. They're, they're gonna they're gonna need some help on these big big dudes, definitely. So and and then like you said, Joey Bosa and that defensive front's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge. Um, you know, with the way the offensive line has played. And again, it's not been it's not been horrible, but uh, but Jed and whoever else has been out there, they've they've struggled a little bit so far. So, um, so yeah, it, it could be a challenging game. And I, I had the same thoughts on my mind about the, uh, about the West coast. I really don't like these West coast troops because they usually don't turn out well. So right. if the Browns can get a win here. I'll be, you know, I'll be excited. Um, just like, just like the Minnesota one, um, really doesn't matter what the, what the score is, um, you know, taking any way you can get it. The interesting thing here is again, let me look at what um, the game last week was. The the over under. I don't, I don't know if I had. Fifty three. Well, it's down last to last week. Yeah, forty nine and a half. Right. And uh, the Browns are favored in this one by a, a half point or a point, depending on where you look. Which is interesting. I mean, on the now, you know on the I road. I looked today. I think that changed after last night's game. I think the Browns are are now um, getting a half a point. Okay. Okay. Depending on where you look. Okay. But um, yeah, I think so the Browns were... opened up as a favorite, and after last night's game against the Raiders, I think that swung over to the Chargers. Yeah, I would think home field advantage that the Chargers would be a slight favorite in this game. You know. Both teams are three and one. I mean, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised when, when what I was looking at had the Browns uh, as a favorite. Yep. So, um, yeah. I, what else do you guys think? And, and Jeff, I want to kind of get more thoughts from you as far as how you think this game's going to go. I mean, you think uh, 
the Browns are obviously going to try to run the crap out of the ball in this game. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think they're going to try to? Um, you know, I really didn't give a lot of my thoughts on Baker um, because I, I had enough battles on Twitter over the last two days over <laughs> Baker's shoulder and stuff, and people telling me I was making excuses for him and. You know, I'm not making excuses. I've dislocated my my left shoulder like five times or, you know, had it come out and and go back in like five times. Okay, I know what that injury is, even if his isn't exactly what mine is. It hurts. Okay, it hurts. It takes a while to heal up. Um, You know, it takes takes a a while before you can lift your arm above your head and you got to do a lot of rehab um, and. It, you know, it just doesn't feel good for quite a while. And it depends on the extent, you know, to to what Baker's injury is, how, you know, how much it really hurts him. And, and people are going to say, well, he said it was fine in the press conference. Well, that's Baker. Of course, he's going to say his shoulder's not bothering him. Baker doesn't want excuses. Baker's a leader. He's going to, you know, he, he's, he doesn't want to come out of the game, first of all, no matter what. So he's not going to say, oh, I'm hurt. And then say, oh, well, we better get you out of there. Baker's going to play. He's not going to say how much pain he's in. He's not going to say whether it's affecting his throwing motion or not. But I feel like it's probably affecting his throwing motion because he hasn't thrown the ball well since it happened. Okay? I just think it's affecting his turn. And, you know, I mean, try try just holding your left arm down at your side, you know, and, 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 uh, and throwing something, you know, without turning. You know, it just doesn't work quite as well. Um, and when you're not able to do a natural turn like that, it, it's going to mess you up a little bit. So I'm not making excuses for him. I think he's affected by it. That's it. So do you think the Browns will try a little bit harder to maybe game plan around that and go to, I don't know, I, I think they, to me, if he's not accurate and not able to throw well, you, you try to throw more short passes versus, you know, he, he can throw the ball. He just doesn't know where it's going when he throws it <laughs> down the field because he, he can't throw it with his normal motion, you know. Yeah. And, you know what? And maybe another week, maybe he'll, maybe he'll be more accurate anyways. I don't know. But do you think that they would look at game planning around that? For sure. And, and I also think that, that the Chargers defense will game plan for that. Um, that was, you know, the, the thing that you saw with Minnesota is, you know, they knew we were going to run the ball. So they were packing the box. And, you know, because Baker couldn't complete anything down the field, they were basically saying, okay, we're going to stop the run and you're going to have to beat us with Baker's arm. And, you know, fortunately, our defense was better than their defense at doing that um, because Baker couldn't beat them with his arm. Um, yeah. So that, that's what makes me a little nervous about going in and playing San Diego. Or, excuse me, now I did it. Los Angeles. <laughs> I've been doing it for three years oh or whatever, God. however long they've been in L.A. But, but you know, that's what, that's what really makes me nervous is, is that, you know, they know we're coming in running the ball. And we're going to face that same kind of defensive pressure. And unless we can do something to keep them honest, okay, um, you know, Chubb and Huddle, they'll they'll get the job done. 
don't get me wrong, but um, you've got to have some, you know, some something to play off of that with. And, you know, whether it's, you know, dumps out of the backfield or tight end routes or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to have something to counter that. And it's it's not going to be you know throwing it down the field to Odell or or you know anybody else you know um, on on those you know those those sideline routes just weren't there against Minnesota. Um, yeah. You know the the seam was that was there with Higgins, and you're going to get that from time to time when they drop back in zone. But um, as far as being able to you know keep them honest with in man coverage, you know, I just don't think Baker can, can thread the needle right now. So yeah, that, that's it. You know, the other team knows that as well as we do. So yeah, we've got a game plan for it. We've got to know that they're going to game plan for it. And then we got to figure out how to counter that. So, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's Demetric Felton as, as our slot guy, um, you know, doing some creative things with him. Um, you know, to, to, to do that. And I, I still think I go back to our, you know, our offensive line, you know, they, they've got to figure out how to maintain that pocket integrity so that, that Baker can feel comfortable. Um, if, if that doesn't happen, our offense is really going to struggle no matter how we game plan. Yeah. Um, thoughts you'd like to add, Dan? Um, you know, I, th- I think we're going to struggle a little bit off that left side, like I said earlier. That That's the thing that concerns me the most is our left tackle situation right now, and especially versus this defense – or, yeah, this defense and the pressure that they're getting off that left side. I've been watching – you know, I watched a little bit of that Raiders game, and the pressure off that left side – I was watching that specifically because I knew what our deficit was – was just ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about that. But I do think that they're going to utilize – a short passing game is an extension of our running game. And I think they're going to rely on the running game to basically control the ball. And I, I see a lot of delayed um, delayed screens and, and maybe even a lot of draw plays to counter some of that, that pressure. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, hope so. Yeah. Is there any chance the Browns finally go to the wishbone in this game? <laughs> I don't Even know. If just don't, for a short period of time, just one drive. Just one I think drive, we're. I all. think we're more likely to see OBJ throw a pass. <laughs> yeah. That could happen too. <laughs> yeah. 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 OBJ to Schwartz, or yeah, or something yeah. like that, or DPJ. Yeah. OBJ to DPJ would be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's throw out some predictions for uh, Sunday's game against the. <laughs> I'm just going to call them the Chargers. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So um, let's see. Sorry, guys. I'm. I like to write mine down before anybody else gives theirs, so that I'm not. Um, so I'm not. Don't feel like I'm copying off anybody. But you know what? I won't do it. I got our names written down. Jeff, how, how do you see this game playing out? What, what kind of score do you see? Well, this is going to be disappointing for some people, but I'm going to take the under this week. Um, I'm, I'm finally a believer in our defense. And 
you know, we are just struggling offensively right now. So I think this is going to be a, a field position game mm-hmm. um, that's going to come down to a field goal. Um, I'm going to be a homer this week, and I'm going to pick the Browns 23-20. But I'm about, okay. you know, I'm about 10% confident in that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. So we said that last week. So uh, so you never know. Uh, Dan, what what's go next? I'm I'm taking the under way under as well. I'm predicting Browns thirteen to ten on a last second Chase McLaughlin field goal from like fifty yards. Yeah, so if you have any heart issues, you might not want to watch this one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm going to go kind of in that same vein, Dan. I, I'm going to go uh, Browns 17, Chargers 14. And I'm not going to call for the last second field goal, but I think the Browns are going to win it by three. Um I think, I th- and again, I'm going way under because pretty much what Jeff was saying, I just, uh, you know, I believe in the Browns defense. I believe the Browns defense will hold them down, and I just I don't see the Browns offense putting up a ton of points either. So okay. I think, uh, I don't think this game will get close to 49 and a half. So, no. so it'll probably end up like, like 39 to 35. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. we're so good at predicting this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, it really comes down to how well Baker can play. I think you know if if yeah. if you know he can figure it out and get healthy enough to be able to throw the ball down the field accurately. You know, then it's going to be a completely different game if than if he can't. Like we were saying before, you just have to game plan around that and. You know, geez, based on what we've seen, um, it's a hard, I have a hard time expecting that that's going to happen. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. With you. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of short ball control throws, be primarily to not give uh, the Chargers defense time to get there. Right. So, you know, I don't see a lot of long down the field attempts just because of the time it takes to get people downfield. And the pressure that that they're going to get on 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 Baker, so I think it's going to be a lot of short, short, tiny stuff and um, ball control. It's all going to be all about ball control and defense. Well, against the Vikings, we had a 15 play drive and an 18 play drive. We could, right. We could we could hopefully we'll see a lot more of that against the Chargers. That would be right. great. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's what they need. Definitely. Yep. Definitely yep. should should be a good one, guys. So Jeff, any do you have any closing thoughts? Well, I'll just repeat what I said earlier that, that this one's going to be tough, and you know if if we don't get it done this week, um, I still feel really good about us putting together a string of wins when we get into the little bit softer part of our schedule. So you can't win every single game. Um, let's let's you know see how well our defense can can carry us this week and. Uh, for the third week in a row, and, and hopefully our offense can can show up and you know give them give the defense a little bit of help this week. That they they certainly need it. Yeah, definitely. 
And Dan, yep. what would you like to leave us with this this evening? Well, hey, thanks for having me on. Um, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, if you ever need you know, another artist to come on and talk about football, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Give Dan a follow at GDanArtist. And uh, be sure to wish him a happy birthday, too, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. This has been the Browns Blitz, and we will catch you next time.